Ryan Varga is one of the warmest and most personable trainers I know. In fact, he's one of the nicest people I have encountered in many years in the training business. Ryan is based in Cape Town in South Africa, where he works as a training specialist, all the while developing his own training business, TFC, which outsources trainers to clients across Africa. This is episode one of the trainingbusiness.com podcast. And welcome to the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Every week, we bring you exciting news and interviews with training business experts and training business entrepreneurs from around the world. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Here's your host, Mark Garrett Hayes. Hey, and welcome to the show. My name is Mark Garrett Hayes. This is the podcast for you, for training business professionals, helping you to start to grow and to scale your training business. Today, we're speaking with Ryan Varga in Cape Town in South Africa. Ryan is going to share his story, how he came to be in the training business, and how his consultancy helps the contact center industry in Cape Town. Some really great takeaways in today's episode for you. Let's get down to training business. Ryan, thanks for coming on the show this morning. How are things with you in Cape Town? Uh, thank you, first of all, Mark, for, for inviting me to your podcast. Things in Cape Town are actually really great. Uh, Cape Town, as you know, went through a very bad drought and they've actually, uh, we've had rain, unbelievably beautiful rain over the last two, three days. So it's filled our dams and it looks like our day zero, where we wouldn't have any water, has been moved to June 17th, which is our rainy season. So really great. And um, I'm sure the international world knows that our President finally stepped down, and we've got a really great uh, president stepping in who's a businessman. So, South Africa is looking in a good position now. Okay. So, where is your training company actually based for those listening to the program? It's based in Cape Town. However, I look after national and international. So, when I say I'm, I'm based in Cape Town, I have an office um, quite close by. It's, it's uh, in a place called Century City. So, it's a business park. And I must tell you, it's, uh, yeah, it's been pretty amazing starting at this business. And what is the business called? It's called Trinity Facilitation Consultancy. And how long is it in operation? It's been going for about a year and a half now. Um, so yeah, it's, it's still in its infancy stage, but um, we've, we've gotten quite a few international clients out of it. Now, I should tell uh, the listeners that um, you and I have worked together. Um, we previously worked at uh, a fintech or financial technology company, and uh, that involved us working together on a range of, of projects, uh, both in Cape Town and then in Dublin. Um, but I'm just curious, I know the answer, but for people listening, I'd love to know how you personally became involved in the training business, because obviously it's a passion we both share, but what, what is your story? So when I was 19 years old, um, I, and you know, when you, you come out of school, you feel like you know everything and then you learn very quickly. You really don't. Um, I applied for a junior position as a trainer. Um, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'd, I'd never actually done training. And my first day was learning about the product. So at nine, at the young age of 19, I started working for a company called Xerox, which is also international. And my job was to actually go in and train on the printers. And what I found while I was training was, you know, it was so interesting because I went to so many different companies. And the more I got into it, the more I actually loved training. And uh, yeah, that's how I started. And, uh, and, and 16 years later, 
and I head up a company of my own. And in terms of the company, how many trainers do you typically have on your books? So this is the interesting thing. I've taken an Uber concept. So at any time, I probably have about 22 trainers and I'll explain why I've got the Uber concept. They're not on my books. I take a 10% off um, whatever they're training. So uh, there's, as a, and, and you're always learning in training. So there are areas where I can train in, and, and we'll discuss that a bit later. But my trainers might have uh, stronger in textile or in retail. And um, so what happens is that because I have this network um, and a lot of them are looking for work, I find work for them and then they go and train. And that way, you know, my business runs, but I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm expanding. And, and at this stage, um, yeah, these 22 trainers are, are absolutely fantastic. What kinds of companies or industry do you typically work with? You know, what's the shall we say, the, the typical, the profile of, of companies that would come to TFC looking for trainers? So at the moment, um, call centers are very big in Cape Town. So I've got call center trainers. I also have IT trainers, product trainers. And, um, and basically, I'm also looking at health and wellness right now. So it's, it's yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say I've, I've covered everything but I've covered the major, you know, major markets. Um, at the moment, I'm busy getting into the banks, um, which is very difficult because as trainers, um, you need a really strong financial background. However, I do have one trainer and he's trained one of our four major banks. What kinds of programs would your trainers deliver? Let's just say we take one of your trainers. When she or he goes into the, the, the bank or to the retail company, what do you think typically are the needs that those trainers meet and have to deliver on? So they would need to be able to train on soft skills, um, customer service. Um, you know, having been in the UK, everything works and customer service is absolutely amazing. I, I worked with Vodafone. So I get to see that um, and bring that kind of knowledge back to South Africa. So my typical trainer would go in, find the needs. Um, so needs analysis is very important to me, first of all, um, and make sure that, you know, they, they currently work with their trainers um, to deliver a message, you know, the same message um, as, as what the company is running. Um, one of the great things that we've just launched is an accreditation process. And I know we are going to discuss it a little bit later, but I've seen some really great growth of people. So my training doesn't just consist of going into the classroom um, and, and facilitating, and then we, we walk away and, and, you know, it's up to the company. We actually train the company up on our product. Um, it is trademarked, so they can't sell it uh, to anybody else, which is a great thing. Um, however, straight after that, we have a, a, a month period of them learning and putting through, and then we come back and we do an accreditation process. And that's a fantastic idea. Um, you're one of the few people I've come across who has an actual formal accreditation process for prospective trainers. Um, on that basis, can you perhaps give me an idea whether certain qualifications or experience has to be in place before someone makes the grade, if someone comes along to your company, um, what shall we say makes them stand out from other prospective trainers? So for me, um, I went through a period of going through all of the trainers, all 22 actually. Um, the first thing I look for is passion. So I know that's, that's a feeling more than um, you know, having something behind your name. The second thing I look at, which is really important, is uh, how long have you been in the training game? Um, what degree, in most cases, if you're going to hit a bank, you need to have a degree in finance, um, where some soft skills, it's, it's not about that. It's how long you've been doing it. 
And then, of course, um, I need to make sure that the, the, the message that you're delivering. So when you come into my company, um, I put you through a very rigorous course of training up, showing me how you train. And then, of course, um, you know, because ultimately for me, um, you might have the degree, but you might not be able to actually train. Um, and, and that's why I look at, at length of period of what you've been doing, because um, I did have one candidate who came in, very passionate guy. Unfortunately, he had six months experience um, at, his, at his call center business um, that he was working for, but he was just not strong enough to deliver the programs that I've written. And if anyone um, wants to become a training consultant from scratch, I'm thinking of the person you've just mentioned, they've got passion, they've got an interest, somehow they've, uh, they believe they have a calling as a trainer or a training consultant, um, where should they start? Well, I'll, I'll use you an example. Um, if you're going to go into training, the best thing you need to do is first of all, find out. So I'll, I'll use the gentleman because I've taken him under my wing because I, because of the passion, it's quite easy to get him you know, up and running and, and actually training my courses. So he's sat in on a few, but if you are trying to do it from scratch, my suggestion is get to know your product well, um, and, and get to understand what is needed from the people in your company. Then I would suggest applying for a training position on training new staff coming in. The reason you do that is you've now got the knowledge so you can impart the knowledge and it's real time. Um, it's important that you know just going into training for the sake of training because unfortunately the view of training is it's an easy job. And Mark, you and I both know it's anything but an easy job. Um, it, it is very, it's a very lengthy process. It is time consuming. It is energy consuming. So I'm going to, to answer your question, you need to be able to, to bring to life your experience prior to becoming a trainer. Otherwise, what's going to happen is um, you might get lost and you lose credibility if you go onto the floor to assist and you don't know what you're doing. Now, is that something that someone could do relatively early on in their life? In other words, could someone become a training consultant fresh out of school? Or do you think it requires a minimum amount of experience? It would have to be a minimum uh, amount of experience. And I'm going to explain that to you is that, um, I mean, I was very blessed in, in starting off at 19. But back then, it was it was a different ball game. We weren't, we weren't called uh, facilitators, we were trainers. So you got a book, you learned the book and you trained it or you learned the product and you went and trained it. Um, now you would need to have some experience. And also the most important part for me is presentation. So, you know, having worked in call centers um, in South Africa, a lot of the guys that want to go into training don't present themselves well. And I mean, they don't dress for the job. And my motto in life is, you know, dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Once you've got that, um, um, you know, that, that outer look, you've got to be able to, to stand confidently in front of people. So a lot of people, again, and I keep using that, um, and, 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 I, and the passion that I'm, I'm bringing here is this, is that you could think you could be a trainer, but then you stand up in front of 45 people and, and, and you lose your, your, your ability to, to train them because they're asking questions. Like I said, if you, if you don't know what you don't know, you're going to keep hitting that wall of, you know, understanding and, and trying to get the most out of it and, you know, and if they ask questions you can't answer, you can't keep saying, I'll find out, I'll find out. So to be a training consultant, be great at what you, you want to do first and then go into training um, or you'll get lost. Like I said, the gentleman that I've, I've taken under my wing, um, you know, very passionate guy, very, very much, he just wants to learn. So, you know, if you can find, and this is my suggestion, if you can find 
somebody in the training field and out of your own time, go and sit in a classroom, watch what they do. It's easy for you to become a training consultant that way than trying to do it um, on your own. Uh, training, you need to be able to have um, somebody helping you. Do you find there's a typically, shall we say, a sweet spot, a typical age that believes they're the person to become a trainer with your company? Do you find that there's a mix or, you know, what is your impression of, of the pool of 22 candidates you have? So my age range ranges from, believe it or not, 23 to about 35. Um, and, and the reason why I've gone that route is, I, I, you know, the 23-year-olds are great customer service, millennials. And, you know, millennial speaking to millennial is a lot better than a Generation X trying to teach a millennial. Whereas when we look at the banks, um, we need somebody that at 35, when you walk into the business, people will respect you. If I send a 23-year-old into a bank, um, I find that, you know, they're, they're not sure. The, the, client, the client's not sure you won't get repeat business. I, I found, um, and, and it's interesting because I've spent a lot of time learning about millennials, and you're right, the moment that you're older and you step in, um, there's this authoritative, um, you know, feeling that, you know, you're coming to teach me, and yes, you probably have all the knowledge, but you don't get me because with millennials, and, and this is something interesting, is that in order to teach, you need to take me by the hand. You can't just send me. And with our generation, you and I both know, we were told this is what you're going to do. And ultimately, we went through and we did, uh, we just did it. And we found it by ourselves. Can you, can you think of a trainer in your experience uh, who, who's never done a train the trainer and gone on to become a trainer? I have actually, um, um, again, lovely girl. Um, she did not do train the trainer, but what I noticed with her is, and, and this is the interesting thing is that she went to an art school and because she was in this art school, she actually learned to, um, so, so she did a lot of drama and acting and with the drama and the acting, um, she was able to, to teach because she had it as a stage almost a platform. Right. So just for the sake of our listeners, people who've perhaps not encountered the term train the trainer before, uh, sometimes abbreviated to TTT or train the trainer. What actually is a train the trainer program and what are its goals? So a train the trainer program is to teach you how to do, how to be a facilitator. And in that you will go through a process of, of learning then you will go through a uh, you know a process of we will we will sit with you and you will train us so that we know that you've gotten what we need out of there and and because we've moved from training which again I said was was from a book compared to um, you know now we facilitate where we get people involved um, we need to make sure that they involve people and and are not just standing there monotone teaching you know with 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 training uh, train the trainer. We teach you how to train, but at, at your pace and, and, and show you how to get the most out of the class. Um, and, and of course, you know, the great thing about training the trainer, if you don't get it the first time, um, we, we promise to look after you and get you up to speed. So a train the trainer program classically covers things like adult learning theory. It covers things like um, how to stand before a group of people and uh, pick up on the signals that tell you whether someone's actually learning. And then, of course, uh, the, the techniques to establish whether learning has occurred, whether knowledge has been transferred to people. Um, is that the kind of thing that you would walk your new uh, trainers through? Um, that is absolutely correct. And now I'm going to discuss there's an accreditation process. I might be jumping the gun here, but 
So my accreditation process is this. There's a level one, level two, and a level three trainer. So level one is your basic training. Um, and what happens is I sit through. So this is, you're very green, um, but you know, you've got the, you really want to get training done. So to become a level two trainer, you need to be able to um, handle a bigger class. So instead of training five people, you're now training 10 people. Um, that goes on for about two months so that I can see that you are getting it and that you are now beginning to become a facilitator. A level three trainer is the ones that I like to put through to my clients um, because not only do they have the knowledge, they, you know, they've, they've passed trained the trainer and um, I've, got a, I've, I've got an actual program called Facilitate the Learning which takes the, it, it's a guide. And in South Africa, we have um, SACWA, which is a South African qualification um, and uh, association. And in that, you know, everything you train is to a unit standard. So to explain that, uh, for example, if you trained, uh, let's go with soft skills, and you needed to train um, somebody on how to deal with clients, there's a unit standard to that. And then what happens after they've passed the unit standard at level three they then get points or credits to their name through the South African Qualification Association, which then leads them to obviously be a stronger trainer and allows them not only through my company, but through our own um, qualification uh, through South Africa. And, and you get these credits and, and it builds up your portfolio. So your accreditation process isn't just addressed on, um, shall we say, satisfying the needs of your company, uh, but helping someone who becomes a trainer with you to actually attain a nationally recognized standard. That is absolutely correct. And I will tell you out of the 22, I have 15 trainers that are, um, that are now qualified as trainers. Um, they are now going to be moving on. Um, there's something called ODETP, and it sounds very long, but it literally, I'll break it down for you, is um, how do you open, how do you design, how do you educate, and then finally, how do you move theory from, from one person to the next and make sure that they have theory? Now, with the accreditation and the credits from South Africa, um, you will find when, we, when trainers are looking for jobs, that is one of the things that most companies are looking for these days. So what is that one more time? O-D-E-P-T, is it? O-D-E-T-P. O-D-E-T-P. Um, yeah. It's, it's too, yeah, I know. They, they've got so many acronyms down. It's, it's opening, design, uh, education, and theory. And when you said moving on, does that mean they're leaving your team or are they staying in the company and just moving up? Um, I'm very big on growth and I will never withhold um, somebody that needs to grow. So I have a network, like I said. So there's in the background, I have 10 trainers that are green and that I'm building up at the moment. And if my trainers find a, a, a job at a company that they're happy to go to, I'm more than happy to let them go because I've, I've helped them grow. And that's the most important thing. At the end of the day, I might be using the Uber effect, but even Uber drivers uh, tend to, to stay on and then leave. And, and, it, and that's absolutely okay. Um, I, I will say if you're going to go into consultancy like mine, Make sure, though, that you've got 10 new trainers to, to continuously, you know, if it has to be a churn, then churn and grow. Um, but I must say, most of my trainers are quite happy working for me this way. Um, you know, it's, it's low overheads for me and 
and they can work from home. So the flexi time is what they want. And I mean, I do have moms that have babies and you know, the, you know, the thing is to go work for a company, you don't have the time to, to look after your child and still go where this gives them the flexibility to still earn money while, you know, while, while spending time with their, with their newborn, because you, what you don't want is discord. Um, what I find is if, if, and I've seen it in other consultancies where you want to keep them and you can actually see that they're not happy. And if it's very simple, if a trainer is not happy to, to then go and train people, they will pick up immediately that this person doesn't want to be there. And that's not how I want my company to be perceived by any of my clients. No, that's true. Absolutely. You want someone who is fully conscious in the room, they're on message, they're on brand, and they're, they're representing you. And on that topic, I'm just curious, can we just go back a little uh, to the star qualities of a great trainer? Because I'm thinking of, um, I'm putting myself in the shoes of people perhaps listening to this program and thinking, you know, um, I want to come to someone like Ryan. I want to really give that person the impression that I'm passionate about training and I want to become a trainer. Um, what would make me stand out in the application process? That's the first thing. And secondly, before that application process, how would I bring myself to the attention of someone like Ryan Varga so that Ryan says, yep, this is worth pursuing. Um, come in, have a conversation. W what is the actual process from scratch? So from scratch for me, um, the interview process, let's start with that. I never interview a person in an office environment. Uh, we always go for coffee and there's a reason for that. I want you to be relaxed so that you give me more information about yourself. Now, um, a lot of these guys that have come through and, and are training for me, the first thing I want to understand is why do you want to be a trainer? Um, it's important for me to understand because a lot of people, again, think training is an easy job. And, you know, sometimes you're not training. So you're sitting at your desk doing nothing. No, it's not about that. So my first question is, why do you want to be a trainer? And my second question is always about when you are not training, what are you doing? Um, you know, to make sure that you're, you're strengthening yourself in training. And based on those answers, I then can move on um, to understanding, you know, if I gave you a client, and, and this is the first interview, remember, I, I need to explain that it's not just the first interview and you're in, um, it's a process. So the first interview is finding out about you. I also want to understand what your goal is. So if your goal is very training, um, you know, I like that. I want to hear that, you, you know, you want to see yourself in my position. I actually like um, when, when somebody says, well, in five years, I want to be able to do what you're doing. Um, because then I know that this is this is where your heart lies. The second process is I give you a scenario where you will build the training. I call in about five of my trainers. Um, we go to the boardroom, and, and what I want to see is how you would train us. Um, and and it's been interesting. I've had I've had uh, trainers come in, and they've seen all of these icebreakers. So what happens is instead of training me on on the actual what I've asked you to do. They do icebreakers right throughout. And I can see by there that they might not be where they want to be with training. And my feedback process then comes after that because what I find is if you are if you are a declined for any reason, you're, you have no idea why you've been declined. You came across, but you didn't come across as, as someone who wants to show me how to do this. You didn't involve me, for example. Once you are successful and you want to work for me, you have to go through an accreditation process. And, and, and what I say in, in this time is that I actually then put you with another trainer so you will be able to go and see, bring back that knowledge. And at the end of that month, you need to train me again. 
So it's constant, um, you know, quality. So I've got a quality system in place to see if you, if this is what you want. If, for example, I find that the quality gets less and less, and the person shows that they don't want to be a trainer, it's it's you know what training is not for everyone, and that's okay. Um, then we'll, I'll go through a process of of explaining and asking them, do they still feel like they they want to be a trainer? Most cases, if they don't want to, they tend to leave, and they. They now know that training might not be for them and they go into whatever field they want to. So, yes, yeah, so my process is interview one. Interview um, interview one is all about questioning and finding out about you. Then you have to prove what you've told me. And then um, from there, we start the accreditation. What are the star qualities of a natural trainer, a great trainer, someone who instinctively has the, the passion and the skills and the mindset to, to, to successfully stand up in front of people? and consistently deliver great learning? So the first thing, and I've said it before, is uh, it's how you present yourself to me. So I look at, I first begin with what you're wearing because in Cape Town, it's very lax. So you, you might come to an interview with me with a t-shirt and shorts and, and expect to move forward. And, and that's not great. The second thing I look at is body language. Um, mirroring, for example, is very important to me. So if you mirror me, that means that you are involving me. Now, I know you're going to say to me, but 45 people, it's very difficult to mirror 45 people. But I want to see that you can mirror. Third thing I have to look at is how you sell yourself. So, um, you know, if, if you're confident enough to say to me, you know what, I can do this and let me show you how, um, then absolutely interesting. And, and you're going to probably ask me, why am I not saying knowledge? See, knowledge can be trained. It's not a, it's not a big, it's not that hard to train knowledge. It's just, I need to see that you are passionate about what you're showing me and that when you discuss things, I, I like to hear, you know, words of, I can do, um, I have done, um, I'm proud of what I did here. I've been in this business X amounts of time. And in that time, I grew people. So when you, when I hear that, you're getting a green light from me immediately. Um, because I'm seeing that, that you, you know, tenacious and, and, and you, and vivacious and you want, to move forward into training. So that's what I, I kind of look at. And, and part of my training, many years that I've had, I was a sales trainer. So for me, um, that part has obviously remained with me. And that is why I look for somebody who shows me a lot of heart. I mean, it sounds silly, but a lot of heart is important to me because what you're showing me is what you'll show my client. Where do you think people uh, as trainers, as some kind of training professional, can keep themselves up to date and in demand? So I'm going to give you all these lovely tips, um, both nationally and internationally. Um, the only way you'll learn and, and, and get better, the first thing you need to know is there are a lot of, for example, you, you've got a great podcast. So start listening to podcasts about training. Um, it, it'll keep you up to date. Um, there's a lot of really good videos on YouTube, for example, on, on giving you tips uh, the TED Talks are absolutely amazing. And my suggestion is go through and watch how they come across um, and, and, and write down notes for yourself. What, I, what I'd also suggest is, and this is important, is there's always a review letter at the end of your training and never take that to heart. What you need to know, it's a learning process for you. So if somebody said, you know, uh, you spoke too fast, your next training, you'll learn maybe just to slow down a little bit, or they might say, you know, this part of the training, I found it, it was just too long. Find a way to make it more interesting. And, and normally, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, if somebody says your training's too long, 
you're not involving them. And again, you know, there, there are, I, I mean, if you want to go the university route, there are training courses through you know, the universities right across the world. Um, but if you are in a situation where you, you need to budget, please do me a favor, go onto YouTube, watch videos, speak to trainers. Um, you know, I know at the end of the show, uh, you know, we're going to discuss how you can get hold of me and Mark, you know, having trained with him, you know, Mark, you're absolutely amazing. And you probably have a lot of tips too. Um, and don't be afraid to ask questions. The, the problem is I find that a lot of people, when they're going to train, think it's okay. Um, I'm doing the right thing. I think I'm doing the right thing. You don't know, you don't know. And that's okay because can I tell you, 16 years in training, I still don't know everything. Ryan, where can people find out more about your training company, about you personally online? Um, right now I'm on LinkedIn. It's Ryan Varga on LinkedIn and you'll see Trinity Facilitation Consultancy. Uh, I'm busy building my website. Um, I know, like I said, my company's in its infancy stage. So I'm going to build it and I'll be placing the website on there. So you can visit um, LinkedIn. Please ask as many questions. And then once my, um, you know, my website's up, you'll be able to learn more. Um, my goal there is obviously to put, you know, more training because I, I know that you asked earlier, Mark, you know, what tips would you give? And I've got part of that website to give you tips um, and, and, and add videos. So yes, on LinkedIn, please. Hey, Ryan, thanks for speaking to us live from Cape Town this morning. I know you listened to this episode and it was really great having you uh, on the show this week. And to our listeners, thank you for listening to this episode one of the trainingbusiness.com podcast. So the good news is there are more episodes coming and you can subscribe to the show to get your hands on those episodes, which come out every single Thursday. We would be super grateful if you would leave a rating on Apple Podcasts because this helps us to promote the show and to attract the right guests. You can check out the podcast on Apple Podcasts, of course, on Stitcher, on Spotify, and of course, on our website, www.trainingbusiness.com. So until next week, have a great week. Bye for now. once more for listening to this episode of the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Go to trainingbusiness.com and subscribe right now to be notified of great competitions, upcoming VIP episodes, and amazing special offers to help you succeed in your training business. See you next time.